Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. back with you folks. Happy Friday. I love Fridays. Fridays mean we're done with this icky week. We got a weekend to look forward to. Hopefully you'll have some time off. Hopefully we find you healthy today and want to let you know that we're just honored to come across your radios and be with you today. With me as always is my friend, my cohort in crime and podcast history here is Stephanie Wesco. (laughs) Stephanie, (laughs) happy Friday to you. Well, thank you, Doug. It is great to be to be here this Friday, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Well, Friday myself, but that's a good thing, so. I love Fridays, you know. I, I don't care for Mondays, but Fridays are okay. And uh, so as we're recording this, it's actually Friday, October 8th. And uh, so that's always a good day. So 38 years ago today, I knew where I was. I was fighting a fire, came home and got married, praise God. A dump fire. That's another story. We'll tell that to you another time. But, Stephanie, we have this segment. We have this cool, wonderful segment called the Norton Knuckleheaded Moment. And uh, we use this segment for a couple of reasons. We want to tell people what a knucklehead looks like, number one, so they know what it looks like. Number two, the other reason, is so they don't become a knucklehead. So this That's is a, right. Yeah, it's a really important time. And yesterday we said, you know, grow up, you know, you might be a knucklehead if you never grow up. And you were talking about some of those things and how people didn't grow up. You got me all wound up yesterday. (laughs) Man, I'm still kind of wound up about it. Not to mention I've had Uh, like three cups of chai. I've been making my own chai lately. I've stepped away from Starbucks, even though I saw a hippie girl a couple times this week, I've been getting away from the chai a little bit. And, um, and you mean getting getting it at at Starbucks? The storeboard stuff. Yeah, I've been able to get these containers over at Publix for two fifty nine, and they wow. make they make like seven chais. Yeah, That's cool. or maybe eight. I mean, yeah, it just saves you a lot of a lot of money, and uh, so you might be a knucklehead. So I've been dealing with these different things. You might be a knucklehead if and. You might be a knucklehead if, and, 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 you know, we talked about this segment and we keep on talking about what it looks like to be a knucklehead and, and things that make people a knucklehead. And the one thing that stuck out in my mind, I've wanted to say it already three times this week, but I'm finally going to say it now. You might be a knucklehead if you give somebody to something, you give somebody something, or you give some, something to somebody and you keep on reminding them about that. Mm. If you give with strings attached, you might be a knucklehead. You know, folks, if you give, just give. You don't have to remember it 10 days from now, 10 years from Just give. Give with an open heart, man. Just give. And if you don't want to give, don't give. I'm a giver. Yeah. Stephanie's a giver. We're giving people. We're a giving people. And uh, <laughs> But you can't remind folks about that, you know? And uh, leave people alone, man. If you want to give, give. And uh, that's all I want to say. And I want to thank those of you who do give on a regular basis, uh, to our ministries, to this podcast. Somebody gave a bunch of money to this podcast, Stephanie, somebody besides you and me. And, uh, 
I want to say thank you for that. And and if you want to give folks, just go out to the Wounded Spirits Facebook page, Wounded Spirits Ministries, and 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 choose give to the podcast. Boy, we sure could use it. And and uh, what a difference that makes when you do something like that. And and then we've been doing books that are right with God, food that's right with God. You know, it's food. Now, pumpkin stuff kind of freaked me out. I'm just going to be honest with you. So as we begin food that's right with God, I'm not a big, I'm not into all things pumpkin. I don't like the pumpkin, pumpkin, the pumpkin, the pumpkin spice lattes. And they have an aftertaste. Well, I have no taste now, so I could probably drink seven of them and it wouldn't bother me. But, uh, but I, I have to differ with you there. I think Starbucks pumpkin spice lattes. At least I oh, I haven't had one in what two years because I was good last year and I, I'm bound determined to stay semi right with God this fall. So I'm not doing because I mean if I drink one it'll it'll I mean it'll be a downhill spiral. So well I I just don't think they're great, but there are things I like about pumpkin and that's what I want to talk about. So a pumpkin glazed donut is Ooh. that thing is right with God. One of a pumpkin roll. Have you ever had a pumpkin roll? Yeah, I would oh. use that as as oh. food that was right with God. So you just stole my food, folks. You get yourself and don't it. don't go to like Walmart and get theirs. Go get one somewhere like a bakery or make your own. But I got to. It's there, hard. You can. And there are a lot of work to make. They are. I always break them. I made some of the best tank of tasting pumpkin rolls in your life, but I always break them when I roll them up. Oh, because yeah, I demand I, a tight roll. I like things that are tightly rolled. So. It's, you know, goes back to making you bed in the army, rolling up your sleeping bag, your clothes, whatever. You can't treat a pumpkin roll. You can't treat that bread like you're in the army. You have to treat it with TLC. I know, but man, I got to, so, so I'm over at, I'm over at Publix the other day and they have these pumpkins over there for $5.99. So what do a guy, you know, everything's bigger is better for a guy. So we see, I see this huge pumpkin over there that's like twice as big as all the other pumpkins. And I said to the lady over there, pumpkin lady, I said, excuse me, ma'am. I said, she's always working the pumpkins for the last two weeks. I said, ma'am, I said, what's the deal with this pumpkin? Is this a five ninety nine one? She said, it is. And you want it, don't you? I said, I really do. She picked it up and put it in my cart. So I have this huge Aww. pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. What a nice lady. She just started working there. And, uh, anyway, her name's Rosie, but she's a real nice lady. She's pumpkin lady to me, but anyway, <clears throat> because she's always working the pumpkins and they, they got this corn now. Have you ever seen a corn that has like 65 colors to it? It's got like all oh. the color. Oh man. It's got like yeah. a burnt, a I purple, just, a blue, a golden yeah. orange. Yeah. Just gave a bunch of that. Um, my lesson on, on Wednesday night, we were using corn and um, anyway, so I gave each of the kids a head of Indian corn that was, oh, man, over-the-top beautiful. You know, it's $7 for three of them here. Yeah, I didn't look at the price when I bought them for class because I knew it might depress me. It depressed me. This whole price thing, this whole Biden price war, bacon, I'm still upset over the bacon. Yeah, see, I can't think about it because it makes my stomach growl and it makes me upset. Man. Raising up the price of bacon, you, you, people need to get right with God, man. You don't mess I with pig agree. fat. It's pig fat thrown in smoke where it's not a delicacy, folks. And uh, put the price back to a couple bucks and 98 cents a pound. It's and we'll all. Yeah. What's yeah. that all about? 
Anyway, we're in Proverbs, and we're happy about that, and we're going to move on. And uh, But again, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love, folks. And we're in Chapter 2 of the book of Proverbs, and we're so excited to be in Proverbs. We've been like trying to pick a theme verse, a chronicle a little bit, tell you how we chronicle. We've been looking at things, trying to go through it and, and make sense of uh, how this can fit into those of us with hurt hearts, with PTSD, whose lives are upside down, who the world doesn't seem right sometimes. But look what it says here in chapter two. It says, my son, if thou will receive my words, you know, that word, if is a really big word, Stephanie, it's only got two letters, but it's really big. Mm-hmm. You know, if you'll receive this, you'll get better. You know, if you'll take yeah. this medicine, you get better. If it says, my son, if thou will receive thy words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom and applying thine heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as fine treasures, as hid treasures, I'm sorry, then shall thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the pass of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Well, thank God for that. Stephanie, we just went through those first eight verses. And right away, what's coming to your mind? Well, this this is a very simple, easy passage to understand. And you know, a child could read this and come away wise. And, you know, we're given here four verses of ifs. And I think it's important when God says, if you do something, we better perk up our ears because for better or worse, our decision, our, uh, the way that those ifs affect us will determine so much about our lives. And it was so much about who we glorify, why we do what we do. And an if means there's going to be some work involved one way or another. And as I read these, you know, I see, I see a lot of work here. I see receiving, I see hiding, I see inclining, applying, crying, lifting up the voice, seeking, searching, a lot of active, a lot of active work on my part. If I'm going to see the result that God wants me to see. And that's a challenge to me because we live in a world, you know, we talk about the prices going up. Well, welcome to socialism. Um, And the mindset that I don't need to work. I can be a lazy bum and sit at home and I don't need to get out and actually work for the bread that I eat, actually put in a day's labor to be paid and that will lead, <laughs> it, it has consequences. Every if has a then attached. Yeah. And when I look at these ifs that God has laid out in his word, I see work. I see that I'm going to have to put in some thought. I'm going to have to put in some labor here. I'm going to have to put in some taking time to seek God if I want to see the then happen. And so that's a challenge as we come into this passage, it, uh, you know, perk your ears up, perk your heart up and say, what is God trying to tell me today? What is the if that I need to apply to my life right now, today, wherever I am, 
so that I know what God wants me to know so that my life is changed in the way God wants it to be changed so that I can better glorify and serve him. Yeah. And I think that's a important thing because the then God will always fulfill the then if it's a yeah. promise he makes, he always comes through. But if we don't do the if part, it's not God's fault. If the then part never happens. Yeah. We have to do the if and take it that part, those parts, multiple parts here. We have to take those parts seriously. If we want God to fulfill his end of the bargain. Yeah. What a wonderful thought. And, and, you know, as I read Proverbs too, what comes to my mind all the way is, is God protects our wisdom. God's wisdom protects our path. And it's a yeah. choice. It's that if word. That's a, and so many people are stuck on if. So many people are, well, you know, it's not time to be waifly. It's not time to be waffly. It's not time to be stuck between decisions. It's, it's, you got to make a decision. Is it God or is it the world? Is it yeah. God? You know, you can't have a little bit. You can't be a little bit pregnant. You know, you're either. You're, <laughs> yeah, I found that out. <clears throat> you know, you're all pregnant from that second. It's all in, man. <laughs> you know, and it's the same way with God. You can't be a little bit God and a little bit of the world. What does the Bible yeah. say about serving two masters? Yeah, you'll, you'll hate the one. Yeah. And you'll hate the wrong one. Trust me. I've been there. Yeah. I know what misery looks like. Can I tell you folks what misery looks like? Misery looks like not serving God the right way. It's being yeah. saved and being outside of God's will. That's misery. And we, yeah. you know, we can look at it any way, any way we want, but that's misery. It is, you know, not serving God the right way, not trusting God, not putting God first, not, you know, not making him number one in our lives. And, and, and God's word is so clear here. If you'll receive my words, if you'll hide them, if you'll, if you'll make a point to trust me enough to put these words in your heart, to write them down, to chronicle them. You know, I was going to start, I told Stephanie, we were looking at this, that I thought we should go two, one through seven. And she pointed out the eight was part of it. So my chronicling verse here, Stephanie is eight. Now that I look at that again, he keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. And uh, so, you know, my chronicling today, what I want to remember, what I want to go back and look at is he keepeth these things. He's got this figured out. And uh, he keepeth the paths of judgment. He preserveth the way of his saints. And, you know, his saint, we become a saint when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. You know, we yeah. don't have to have some weird canonical thing happen or, or, you know, go in front of some papal committee or something like that. Can you imagine being judged on the things of this earth on whether or not we're a saint? Boy, yeah, I, I'd be in <clears throat> I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble for just some of my thoughts today. You know, yeah. uh, and uh, it's just thinking about that and saying, holy Toledo, I can't pull that off. And I'm so glad that I'm judged off the righteousness of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, that, uh, uh, you, you know, that, that this stuff is impugned onto me, that that uh, his propitiation is mine. He goes in my place. He's, he, he purchases my salvation. He's my bridge. He's my way. Yet in the midst of all this, Stephanie, even though we've talked about this a hundred times, if we've talked about it once, we, we went through that. There may still be a few of us out there that are stuck between God and the world. And uh, we're stuck. So, so what do we say? What do we say to those people who are stuck? Wow. Well, I think you have to come to that decision point of do I want to stay stuck? Do I want to stay in the zone or do I want to by God's grace, take the steps of faith 
take a hold of his shield, his buckler. Yeah. And am I going to, what, you know, am I going to take the steps that I have to take? Am I going to do these ifs? Because God makes a promise, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. If you make the, the steps of faith, those decisions of faith that I am going to cry after knowledge, I'm going to seek her as silver. I'm going to search for her as for hid treasures. God makes a promise. Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of, of God. And that's, that's, that that verse holds so much depth. And then we're given a couple verses that just expound a little bit on what God does, what he gives. But I love in verse seven, Doug. Yeah. There's a ver there's a there's a statement made that is huge. It says he is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Wow. And you know, I was just researching the difference between a buckler and a shield. And God's word is living. And when I look at the what a buckler is, what a buckler was um, in the olden days, that was their quick weapon that they could pull out. The shield was the big, you know, the big metal the protection. Um, yeah, the protection the wall. Yeah, you know, that's. But the buckler was that quick little weapon that was needed to deal with that one-on-one -on -one battle that those personal interactions. And, you know, God is saying here that if you search for me, if you know what my fear is, and, and that's not a trembling fear, though it may involve that, that's a fear of God. In other words, it, it affects every realm of your life. That fear of the Lord brings peace in the midst of a storm. That fear of the Lord gives you stability. That gives you security. And he's saying, I will be, when you, when you choose to know me, when you choose to walk with me, when you choose to stay in my secret place and hide under the shadow of my wings, I'll be that buckler. I'll be that, that verse that you need when that temptation comes. I'll be that verse when that fear is seeking to drown you. I'll be that verse when depression is seeking to um, take you to the bottom of quicksand. He'll be that buckler, that yeah. living that living protection, if you will make him your hiding place, if you'll, if you'll do these ifs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, if, if you're stuck between two, what Stephanie's saying, she's telling you all the ifs I'm saying, stop it, stop being stuck and just walk over to God. And, and, uh, and, and exactly what Stephanie just said, those ifs boy, you can have all the world. Just give me Jesus, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and folks, it's just making that choice. I, I was reading this segment the other day, so I think we've all heard of quarterback Tom Brady in, in football. And so this is a weird analogy, but it just came to my mind. I was, I was thinking about this. So, so this guy's like 44 years old. He's a quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 20-something years he was a quarterback in New England. Last couple of years he's been a quarterback in Tampa Bay. Won a, won a Super Bowl last year, 44 years old. And I was watching an interview with him, and they were talking about um, – his first four or five years in football, his his honestly, he he wasn't a great quarterback. He was a good quarterback. They won a Super Bowl or two, and they really with the defense. And he's he ended up so this guy's won seven Super Bowls as a starting quarterback for a football team. It's just unheard of. The most before that was four, 
So he set his own record with five, six, and now seven. But they asked him this question, and it, it came to mind as I was thinking about this section. And uh, they said, how did you get so much better between, like, let's say 2006 and 2007 or whatever seasons in the NFL? He said, I woke up one day and realized that the more that I put into this, the more I got out. I realized that if I was willing to give an hour a day, that if I was willing to watch these plays, that if I was willing to work out a little bit harder, that if I would just buy in, if I just bought in, the life I lived would be great. And, you know, and he turned around and he's had one of the best quarterback ratings in history for the past, I don't know, 15 years or so. He's always been in the top one, a couple MVPs, you know, has thrown more than 50 touchdowns. I mean, just unbelievable things that have happened. If we can do something like that for a game, if we can do something like that for an employer, boy, imagine what our life would be like God with God if we just gave in. Yeah. Can you imagine what our life would be like with God if we just said, you know, this is all about God. So for those of you who are stuck in the middle, for those of you who are in that place, well, I'm a little bit God and I'm a little bit world, stop it. Make it about God. Give him that hour. I know you listen to the podcast, so I know you're giving him 25 minutes with the podcast. I know that. I see that. I understand. But, man, give him all. You know, study the Word of God. Pray. Praise him. Remember how we finished Psalms? Same way we started Psalms. Praising him. Uh, singing songs onto him. Blessing him. Caring about him. Uh, Proverbs is telling us, you want to be on the right path? Choose me. You want that buckler? You want that weapon you can pull out and make things happen? Choose me. You want that shield? Choose me. So, folks, it comes down in Proverbs 1. We talked about, you know, the knuckleheads, the people who don't like us, the people who take jabs at us, those types of things. And in Proverbs 2, we're looking at it and saying, now, this is about us. We've, we've crossed from that one where it's about other people and a little bit about us to where God's saying, get this right, take the right path, do the right thing. And and just understand how faithful he is, how wonderful he is. And we're going to wrap this up, Stephanie, with a great old song, a song that your family sings all the time, a song by Stephanie Wesco and family. It was written by, and, and forgive me, it was John Stillum. I should have pulled these up. And, and another person that wrote this a couple hundred years ago, it's public domain. But the name of the song is called Great Is Thy Faithfulness, a song you're very familiar with. And Stephanie and her kids are singing that. We love you, folks. If we can do anything to help you, please make sure that you look for us on Help the Wounded Spirit. Facebook page, you drop us a line. If there's anything we could do for you, we'd be glad to do it. Here is the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness, the reason to be on the right path, the reason to serve God, because He is great.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.